Hello and welcome to the Clubhouse. It's Golf Monthly's podcast as we look uh, at the week just gone. Although we're not looking at the week just gone. Uh, and the week ahead, even though we're not really looking at the week ahead either for this one. Because it's a US Open uh, podcast special. Uh, my name is Tom Clark. If you're expecting to uh, hear Neil Tappin's voice, he's sunning himself in France. And we all wish him a great holiday. Uh, I am joined in the uh, one of the offices at the Golf Monthly headquarters by three uh, of my colleagues. First up, we have regular podcaster Nick Bonfield. How are you, Nick? Good, thanks, Tom. Yes, yourself? Yes, not bad. Not bad at all. Marvellous. Um, Nick has recently come back from a uh, surprise stag do in Las Vegas, uh, and you still look... More or less in one piece, Nick. That was a good holiday, wasn't it? Was it was quiet, early nights, you know, yeah. up early to get by the pool, that sort of thing. Yep, you you need a bit of sun. That's yeah. Um, and then I'm also joined by Jake O'Reilly. Hi, Jake, how are you? Hi, Tom. Is Thank this you. your first podcast? This is my first full podcast. I've done a little um, equipment special um, inset, but this is my first full full run at the thing, so I'm very excited to be here. Yes, you, so you should be, so you should be. And also I am joined by David Taylor. Hello David. Hello Tom. Hello. Uh, this is your first podcast? This is a full debut for me, yeah. Cracking. And David is an AFC Wimbledon fan who went to Wembley to see them win. Have you sobered up yet? It's just about, yeah, a week on. Yeah, yes. still stinking in. But, yes, uh, yes. Yeah, you'll, no. you'll soon be playing uh, Nick's uh, beloved Aston Villa, you know, in a couple of weeks' time. Yeah, we might miss well, each well, they're bound to get promoted next season. So. I'll yeah, actually yeah. probably miss him, yeah. We'll yeah, miss yeah. you on the way, yeah. way up. <laughs> exactly. So, as I mentioned at the start, we this is a US Open uh, preview. We look ahead to the second major of 2016. Uh, which this year is being played at Oakmont Country Club, which is near Pittsburgh, if anybody knows that part of the world. I can't say I do. Uh, and it has quite a formidable list of previous winners. They include Ben Hogan, Jack Nicholas, Johnny Miller, Ernie Els, and the last person to win there, which was Angel Cabrera in 2007. Now, if any of you guys thought that any of those answers were on the quiz later... Uh, I've, I've fooled you there already, haven't I? <laughs> um, so we're going to have a little bit of a run through, have a look at last year's event, look at the, the course set up um, at Oakmont, and then look at the favourites and also how the Brits and the Irish uh, may have a chance this season. So let's rewind uh, a year to, uh, to 2015 and to Chambers Bay. Who remembers Chambers Bay? Who Nick? doesn't? Nick, what, broccoli what, greens. Broccoli greens. Um, yes, lots of controversy on the course. Uh, Jordan Spieth just came through. Um, a year on from that, where, where are where are we in golf? Still living at Dustin Johnson for losing me lots of money. <laughs> <laughs> let it go. Let it go. Um, and Dustin Johnson still is um, being doing very well at finishing second. Yeah. Um, very concerning trend in his uh, scoring average round per round, though. He goes something like second, first, 60th, 110th in Great. the four rounds. Good to have some early stats oh, in the podcast. Oh, that coming as well. Well, I bet there is now. That. I bet there is. Um, so l- last year, um, George Speed beat Dustin Johnson, Louis Hayes, and also Brandon Grace was doing Grace. very well. Out of those four, going into this year, who, who do we expect to be up there this, this year? We're not talking about Jordan Spieth here. Are we talking about Dustin Johnson, Ustazen and Grace? Uh, I could, you could make a case for all three of those guys being up there. If I was to pick one, probably Grace. 
big fan of Brandon Grace. I think he's got a complete game. Holds out very well, which is going to be crucial on these greens. And he's got the bit between his teeth now, having come so close last year. It was basically one shot ruined his chances last year. Um, back then, a lot of the American guys didn't really know a great deal about him, but now he's a genuine star on the world stage, and he's he's ready to take that step up. I think he has won this year as well. He has it uh, Harbour Town, I think at Harbour Town, yeah. uh, as tipped by Golf Puppy Tipster. For people who don't know who that is that's me. Who's having a very successful uh, season? I hear. I'm not doing bad. Um, Jake, so we've already Nick's already t- uh, touched on Dustin Johnson already. Do we think he he has pretty decent record at the US yeah, Open? I think that was a bit of unfair criticism from my colleague there. Um, That's not like Nick to, to unfairly criticise pro golfer. I think if you're if you're stood on a on a US Open track that's got a 300 yard par three and a 665 yard par five, you want DJ as your man. I think he you know he's got to win one eventually. He's too good not to win a major, and you know his form the last few weeks has been bubbling nicely. I don't think he's finished. Um, particularly poorly you know this season he sort of had a good little run um, he's, he hits the ball a long way which is certainly going to help at such a sort of a brute of a course um, he's actually a much better putter than people give him credit for um, Chambers Bay 18th green aside um, and you know I, I wouldn't be surprised if this was his week he's, he, I think the bookies have got him as fourth favourite behind the big three um, and you know it, it's not that um, unlikely for him I think to, to live up to that tag so uh, you know whether he'll Come, I think he'll have to be a long way in front to win. I think if he's the sort of guy that goes into the final day with a one-shot lead, he's not going to get it done. But if he can sort of blow the course away and give himself like a three or four-shot lead, um, I can't see why he wouldn't finish it off. You, you've convinced me there, Jake, to be honest. Yeah, I'm <laughs> going to put some money on as soon as this finishes now. Um, and David, um, so we've spoken about Brandon Grace. We haven't spoken about Louis. Has what about the Aussies? I'm sorry, not Jason Day here. So I'm talking... Like Adam Scott and stuff like that, they they sometimes can be suited for this kind of course. Um, if we're looking at a country outside of America or South Africa, do you think they would be a, a, a group to, well, to look at? I think with Adam Scott, I mean he's been back to great form this season. You know, a couple of wins early, back to back. Um, you can never write Adam Scott off, especially with his form. It's great to see the putter woes weren't. A big issue for him, and he's got over that. Um, elsewhere, Aussie-wise, I mean, Leishman is. Uh, he's, done, he's done very well in majors. He has a he very has good major record. Dark horse, yeah, 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 that's a very good shout, actually. Um, good, good early start there in the podcast. Cause I hadn't <laughs> thought about him at all, but um, okay. but no, he. I, I, I agree with you. There are a, f- a few Aussies out there, and um, I think if you're going to look at country betting which I sometimes look at I don't know if you have looked at that Nick have you not really no no you how about Jeff married. Ogilvy for romantic victory 10 years on um, yeah <laughs> you never know do you you never, you know, never know but it could happen <laughs> but I'm not sure so we've already kind of mentioned a few of the, the, the players already um, what but I want to now look at the, uh, what they're actually going to have to beat and that is of course the course US opens is always it's players against the course and it's usually whoever manages to last the longest wins. Um, Oakmont has um, is what is one of those uh, historic courses in America, and it's much loved, I believe, although I haven't been there before. Um, but it has one huge defence, and it is obviously going to be a, it's a long course, and it will have all the uh, the thick rough which U.S. Opens always do. But it is its greens, which are severely sloped which are its main defence. 
Having said that, so who's that going to suit or who's that not going to suit? Nick? Just on Oakmont, before we get into that, <clears throat> it looks like a very balanced course from what I can see. Uh, I think there's five par fours under 380 yards. So there are going to be some drivable par fours, which is, I think, good for variation's sake. Uh, but the greens, as you say, are the, the main defence. And interestingly, I think a lot of them actually slope away from the player. So obviously coming in from the fairway is going to be crucial so you can control your spin. So I think it's... If I'm looking at a category of player who I think is going to do well, it's people who are high up in the total driving statistics first and foremost. So Johnson, I know Jake said he doesn't get the credit he deserves for being actually a decent putter. He actually, when he's in his groove, he finds a lot of fairways. I think someone like Justin Rose too. Um, so those would be the guys I'd be looking for. So it's about putting your ball in the right position off the tee. It's also about staying patient at a US Open. It's sort of almost like the intangible qualities are arguably as important because you've got to stay patient. You can't let that double bogey trip you up. You've just got to put that out of your mind straight away. And I think it's as much a battle of your mind as it is the course at US Open. I think that's why it's such a great event for, for me anyway. So you're saying that total driving would be the case, so people coming in with wedges to these very Fair, Fairways and wedges. I mean, it's not the longest course in the world. It's 7,219 yards. We've certainly... Off the top of your head. Off the top of my head. But I saw a great description of it earlier, actually. Apparently it's wildly contoured greens, thick, tangled rough. There's 200-plus bunkers and the greens are brutal and often slope away from you. So it's really about precision, managing your wear on the golf course as well, as much as just bombing off the tee and finding the fairways. Sounds tricky to me. Sounds very tricky, while five over par won it last time. He did, he did. Um, Jake, question for you then, as our gear expert, is there any, this is I'm putting you on the spot here probably a little bit, is there any clubs uh, or pieces of equipment that players may put in the bag especially for this week um oh you have put me on the spot there i think possibly if if what nick's just said is true about landing a ball softly um <clears throat> excuse me you might see a few more players putting um hybrids in the bag you know if you go to the open you see lots of players putting in driving irons um, because they want to hit that low running shot whereas obviously if you're coming into big um sort of sloping greens possibly from the rough as well because mm -hmm. you know you're going to find the rough a few times um players might go for the hybrid over the driving iron or the long iron just because it gives them that that more playability out the rough and it gives them that softer landing approach shot which might um you know make a difference so i wouldn't be surprised to see a few more hybrids in the bag um also you might see um players putting certain clubs in for certain shots um obviously sort of amateur golfers have to have a bag that covers every eventuality on the golf course because as you all know we can end up in some strange places and quite often do the professionals because they can put the balls where they want to 90% of the time they will probably put in some clubs for a certain shot so for argument's sake you've got this famous you know sort of 270 yard par three so a lot of guys might put in maybe a five wood when they would normally only have a three wood and a you know a three iron so you know you might see some of that as well putting in a specialist shot for a, a specialist um you know hole um, so I think they're the two things to maybe look out for a couple of specialist clubs and certainly I wouldn't be surprised if there's a few more hybrids um, in the in the bags that is very good advice there I think Jake and I think that they'll they'll see a lot of that um, also I think um, always remember Justin Rose's little hybrid chip um, from the back of Marion yeah. yeah. I think that's always a, a it's always useful good one to have in the locker yeah. yeah especially at the US Open with that, with that thick rough around there um, David now from a, a different perspective uh, perspective if I can mm. say that um, I think last year for the television view at Chambers Bay although there was an awful lot of um, uh, there was a, a lot of grumbling about 
uh, how the greens were playing. I think actually for the spectator, the course was quite a spectacular thing to look at, um, with its uh, seaside um, uh, views, etc. One tree. One tree. Yeah. Where was that tree? Thirteenth, fourteenth, I think. Uh, that was a. I was not expecting you to actually know the hole there, but um, there was only one tree to remember <laughs> the location. <laughs> of, to be honest, I would have found myself behind that tree yeah, if I'd sure, played. No um, the the course at Oakmont probably isn't going to be as spectacular for the view and that, but it has some. Uh, I think it's got some memorable memorable views, which I think mm. you've probably seen a few here and there. I think the one that is. Um, Really important is the huge uh, church pew bunkers, which I think is in between three and four. Three and four. I was going yeah. to say that. Did everyone have that written down? Yeah, three and I four. There's a lot of research going on this week. <laughs> <laughs> it was under pressure. Yeah. Um, US Open is also one of those ones where it seems to always be a late night finish, especially for ones in the UK. When mm. you're watching the US Open, um, there's not a huge amount of birdies, there's not a huge amount of eagles. How much does the course then uh, play a part in being? Uh, helping you, you enjoy your yeah. viewing. Well, I mean, <coughs> going back to last year at Chambers Bay, yeah, it was spectacular for the TV viewer, but there was a lot of criticism for the actual spectators on the course. Um, there was several, a couple of holes, I think, where they couldn't actually gain access to, and uh, when certain pins are in different positions. And I, I've done it, last year, it looked upon it as a bit of an experiment. Um, and I, I know Nick will probably disagree with me because uh, he was a big fan, but uh, I. I'm happy that we've gone back to a sort of classic US Open course. You know, you know what you're going to get. Avoid the rough at all costs. The greens are going to be unplayable. But this year, at least the greens are true. You know what you're going to get. Last year, it became in places yeah. a bit of a lottery. So if you hit, yeah, if you hit last year, I think the problem was that some people hit nice putts, yeah. hit perfectly good putts. We should have gone in the hole and they hit a lump or a bump and, and yeah. move them out of the way. And I, don't th I think this year they'll be grumbling about the speed of the greens, but you know you cannot argue that they will be true, and they're the same for everyone. Whereas last year, you know, slightly different angle, your putt could go one way, someone else's the other way. So I'm pleased we're back to that. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's hosted, I think, this may come up in your quiz, this is now the uh, host of the most US, majors, US Opens out of any course. And uh, I think for a reason, because it, it has got everything you want from the US Open. You know, it's going to be a tough test, as five over last time proved. But that was not one of my quiz uh, questions. Okay. I don't think, uh, although I can't actually remember all my quiz questions at the moment. <laughs> no, you can't defend Chambers Bay Greens. I simply like the variation of it. And I think Chambers Bay was sandwiched between, um, sorry, it was Chambers Bay, which was a first-time host. It's a first-time host, I believe, next year as well. So it's good to have a bit of tradition back in. I love the traditional courses. I just, you know, it was... A spectacular setting and I'm all for taking risks and taking it to different courses and seeing how it goes because mm. you ultimately you never know if it's going to be a success or not unless you actually take it there in the first oh, place. I agree with that you have to try these things out but you know. And with the greens as well I, I just thought that it was interesting to see the leaderboard at the end and it was the people who applied themselves and set their mind to the task at hand and didn't complain about the greens that fared well mm. and I was looking before I came in here about all the people who criticised the greens and interesting to see them quite low down on the leaderboard and obviously they let that get in their head instead of applying themselves. So, interesting piece of psychology there. Yeah, no, no. You, you, clear, you actually sounded flawed. like a sports psychologist there. <laughs> Maybe a, a second career on the rise. Um, okay, so we've, we've spoken about the course, we've spoken about the greens. The best quotes I've got about the, the greens are from, is from, who was it? Hang on, I've got it here. Sam Sneed once commented that he tried to mark his ball on one of the opening greens, but the coin slid off. That sounds quite true. Well, tricky. I think they're running. They're, Trying to get them running at 14. 14. Which 14 and That's contoured quick. is 
hideous. 14 v quick. And it's going to be, I think it's crucially, it's going to be about putting your ball with the right part of the green as well, leaving yourself uphill parts, just managing your way around and taking a sensible option and not attacking all the flags. I think the, uh, the members are very proud of their fast greens and the history of that, and they actually boast that it's the only uh, course where they have to slow down the greens for the US Open. Oh, there you I've go. got a useless stat for you as well. Yes, um, apparently, the stint meter was created because of Oatmont. So well, there you go. There you Knowledge. Go. <laughs> there you go. That, that's that's one that to, to bring up that. in your football at the weekend. Yeah, absolutely. So, we've spoken about the course now. So, the big three, there's three of you here. The big three Spieth, Dave, McElroy. Who is it going to suit most? David, you get first pick. Okay. Uh, suit most. In current on current form, you'd have to say Jason Day, just because he's the complete player at the moment. You know, he can knock it fast, uh, a long way, very straight, and on the greens. You know, nothing seems to bother him. This is my, you know, slight worry. If you can be worried about Jordan Spieth, you know, I know he won a couple of weeks ago, but you know, he's still got that. You know, he's still erratic off the tee, as we saw at the Masters. You know, amazing short game that kept him, you know, with a chance of winning right to the end. Um, but I just feel this rough may possibly find him out. Unless he can sort out his long game, I don't think his short game is going to rescue him this time. But cool. No, that's cool. So Jason Day, David, Jake? Um, I'm definitely on Team Rory for this Team one. Rory. Um, I would also be on Team Rory. Coming, coming out of Memorial last week, he told the press that he's tee to green is as, as close as being as good as it's ever been. Um, he said he's just about sort of find, starting to find a really comfortable, good putting stroke that he's happy with. Um, you know, and those are two really good signs for Rory fans. I think, as Nick said earlier, about you want to be in the position in the fairway and you want to be coming in with a short club so you can land it softly. Rory tee to green is better than any golfer out there. If you look at his sort of green and reg stats week in week out, um, he always puts it sort of tee to green um, in the right place. It does very well. So if he was being honest about his putting and it is sort of moving in the right direction, I think he could really just run away with it like he did um, when he won the U.S. Open originally um, so I'm definitely on Team Rory for this one um, fingers crossed his putter's hot this week Yeah, he also seems to be in the top 10 every single week even after round 2 he's nowhere near it he always seems to have a good weekend So, um, as he did last year at Chambers Bay yeah. he was nowhere near it and stormed yeah. you know, and almost came within a couple of winning it So, fingers crossed fingers crossed Rory slight concern he's tinkering with his putting this close to it You know, it's. Uh, I know he's going back to his style that won him four majors but you know, his putting has not yeah. been good this season. Well, 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 as I say, I think the win the other day will, will have helped him a lot. So, Nick? I actually don't agree with... No, that, Nick, you, you, um, you're left with Jordan Spieth. You have to... Argue fine, I, I think a mental tenacity is the most important attribute. Tenacity? Um, so we all know who you're going to go for. McElroy doesn't have that. Um, so, t- Tenacious D... <laughs> yeah? yeah I would, a I would famous take, I would take, Nick Bonfield quote. I'll take Day, absolutely. Just from Spieth. And then I'd have McElroy, quite a gap to McElroy because he doesn't have those dogged fighting qualities. He doesn't scrap tournaments. When he wins, he wins by significant margins often. You think it is, of his four major victories, he shot something like 14, 16, 16 and 17 under par or something. You're not going to do that at Oakmont. It's a real fight. He's not as gutsy as the other two. Um, obviously, he's a more impressive ball striker than both of them, arguably. But I think those intangible qualities are more important. So I'd rather take the other two. So even though we have already commented about how important the greens are, and it's gonna, you're going to need to be a decent putter on there, we're ignoring the best putter in the world? No, absolutely not. He's got a good chance. But uh, McElroy did part, I think he was second or third in 
putting last week. And he's obviously got a chance, as he does in every tournament. I would just back the guys with a bit more mental resilience at a US Open. So uh, especially in an event where par is a good score. So we've got two for Jason Day, really, and one for Roy McIlroy. I, I don't see how you can look past Day. He does everything virtually flawlessly. His putting is exceptional, especially from long range. Holds a lot of putts from the 30-foot mark, as does Spieth. Uh, and his powers of recovery are fantastic. I think he showed at the Dell match play that he had a phenomenal short game, and he obviously bombs it miles off the tee. It's a lot of fair. He's the complete player. Can't see past him, really. Well, there you go. Get your money on... Jason Day as well. What odds is he out of interest? Seven uh, to one. Seven to one. They're all about seven. Rory and Spieth is somewhere between seven and yeah, eight. Yeah, so they're all all around seven to one. So out of, aside from the top three, is there any other big names, people who you could say are favourites that people think should be looked at? Justin Rose. Justin Rose. N- not a shock that you bought on, up Justin not Rose. Not a shock, but it's absolutely perfect for him. He has won a US Open he loves difficult golf courses he loves grinding I'd say he's arguably the most patient golfer out there he's put on a lot of yardage recently I think he's inside the top five and strokes gained off the tee and strokes gained approach the green are you not worried about his I am slightly worried about his putting yes but I think at a US Open it can sometimes mask putting deficiencies maybe Oak wants a bad example of that but when you're finding as many greens in regulation as Justin does, it's just about two-putting, making par, getting to the next hole, and staying patient when you do make a mistake. And he is capable of having good putting weeks, and he does putt better on fast greens. I'm going to just give you another quote, second quote of the day, from Arnold Palmer here. Do you know who Arnold Palmer is? Vaguely. Yeah, good. You can hit 72 greens in regulation in the open at Oakmont and not come close to winning. There you go. I mean, not my words. Not my words. Even though he is capable of putting well on any given week, and he does putt better on faster greens, I am of course concerned about a man who looks like missing every three footer. Of course, <laughs> but his strategy, his mindset, um, his incredible ability from tee to green, all for me make him a right, rightful favourite. Uh, from the other two, any other back holds up? That is okay, okay. Enough of Justin Rose um, now. Any yeah. other people that you can't I, say Dustin Johnson again? We've said Dustin. Johnson. Yeah, I said Dustin. I also think Justin Rose at twenty-two to one is a good shout. Um, he finished. He's probably one of the very few players that had a top ten in the two thousand seven U.S. Open at Oakmont. Um, good know, stats. In the, now that is a good stat. In the nine years since, um, he's obviously matured a lot. He's won. A, he's won a major. He's moved into the top ten in the world consistently. Um, the only other players that are in that top 10 from 07 are Paul Casey and Bubba Watson neither of which are in probably as a hot form as Rose um, so I, th- I do think that's a sensible bet my heart however my head says Rose my heart is still winning on of Philly Mick at, who's at 40 yeah. to 1 um, I'd love to see him sort of complete the Philly Mick I don't think I've yeah. ever is that, is that a normal nickname <laughs> I like Jackson? it should be um, <laughs> yeah I think I, I, I He's actually played quite well this year. Um, sort of, he, he's having a better sort of start to the season than he usually has. And um, you know, if it is true that you need to have a good short game and you need to pull a few parts, then why not? Um, and still to... yet, of course, still yet to win a US Open. Yeah, exactly. That's second, my, yeah. four I'm, times, five six, times, six, six times. times. Yeah. And he's actually Mickelson's hitting more fairways this season than he. Yeah, he he's not trying to hit as well. far. I don't think so. Um, I'd love to see him. Um, love, I think no, good, good, him good shout day. out. And actually, probably coming under the radar a little bit this year as well. So possibly, he, he, yeah. he might enjoy it. Forty to one, he probably hasn't been that short in a, a few years. Yeah. Just, just sorry to keep banging on about Justin Rose, but he hasn't <laughs> finished outside the top twenty-five. I don't think in a major since the two thousand thirteen Open, which is so outstanding. You've just record. put the mockers on him. Um, 
David, anybody else that you think we should... Uh, well, I actually had down uh, Brandon Grace and Adam Scott, and we seem to have touched on those two already. But, uh, yeah, Grace looked very good last year. Um, won the first time in PGA Tour this year. So, you know, fingers crossed for him. I, I, you know, I really like him yeah. as a player. I, 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 I'm going to put another name out there, just because it's and that's Ricky Fowler, because I think he might enjoy the conditions there. It's... They describe themselves as a links-like course, although they're not a traditional links. Um, and he usually plays reasonably well on those kind of courses. So I think he's another one made to look at. I'm just going to chuck that in there. Do you want my, um, my second useless stat of the podcast, Clatter? Please, please. Uh, since the last US Open was played there in 2007, they've taken out over 7,000 trees, which is obviously going to make it go from a sort of more of a parklandy feeling to definitely that linksy sort of feel. So I do think you're right. I think Fowler could be. A, what a happened to those trees? What did they do? I, I like to think they were probably used for um, I don't know paths and bridges and paths and bridges. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> paths and bridges. There you go. Something paths. something naturalistic around yeah. the course. Let's not hope. just paper. Not just paper. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, the other group of people I wanted to look at was the uh, guys from the UK. We've already mentioned Justin Rose, so we're not allowed to talk about Justin Rose at all, ever again. Um, and we're not going to talk about Rory. Is there anybody else out there from the, the Brits? Episode? Obviously, the first one to talk about, Danny Willett. Anyone want to talk about Danny Willett? Sure, yeah. Game's yeah. in very good shape. He's, he's the Masters champion, Ma- everyone knows Masters that. Champion. Yeah, Masters champion, yeah. Good sort of course for Danny, plots his way around nicely, doesn't really have much of a weakness in any area. Um, played well in Ireland. I mean, was leading after what three rounds, or certainly midway through the third mm-hmm. round. Hasn't really experienced that drop off in form, which probably stems from the fact he had that month off, which I think was quite sensible on his part. And absolutely in the mix, I think I saw him inside the top ten of favourites, and he rightfully deserves to be there. Cool. Anybody else from um, the, the I, shorts? I've actually got a rather a long, a long, long list. If that's the best. A way rather to long it. list. A long list of long contenders. Um, try, try, yeah, yeah, yeah. Try. Give us one. Give I will give you. I'll give you um, two that are both eighty to give one. Give us two then. Oh, I've, I've thrown my pen. In I'll give you. I'll give you two at eighty to one. A couple of uh, Englishmen. Uh, firstly, one by the name of Lee Westwood. Um, who had a very good week at the BMW and then followed up with some some good rounds, also a couple of bad rounds at the Nordea Masters. Um, he always turns up for the majors, and at 80 to 1, um, I think he could be a good shout. Yes, he will need to uh, putt well, which he doesn't always. Do you know what Lee Westwood's world ranking is at the moment? Um, I'm going to guess somewhere around 38. Yeah, it's 30, 30, 33, so good, well, good he was guess. close to slipping out of the top. He was, so he's actually, his yeah. game's actually turned around a little bit recently, yeah. so I think that's a good shout. And then my second Englishman at 80-1 to 1 is Matthew Fitzpatrick, who obviously had a, a good win um, at the weekend. As tips and by Golf Monthly Tipster, for people who don't know who the Golf Monthly Tipster is, it's me, I'll just repeat that. Um, and again, I think he's sort of one of those players that's got a very good all-round game that um, could suit US Open sort of layout. What is his most important thing which will suit this US, US Open? Which Nick's already... Brought up uh, his his pattern. total driving. <laughs> so he yeah. hits an awful lot yes. of fairways and greens and regulations. He's he hits a very yeah, exactly. It's easy green. He, I think he's an all-round player, he, but definitely. Yeah, that's going to help. Him. The way he hold out in that final round was yeah. very impressive. Exactly. Well. So yeah, it's complete package. Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick, I will definitely be putting money on. Uh, and David, did he steal all of your? Uh, not quite, but I think he was about to. Okay. Looking at his list, uh, well, at least me probably with in terms of Englishman. Chris Wood coming off the back of the BMW, um, you know it's coming off the back of a massive victory like that, his biggest victory of his career. You know it would be great to see him 
Um, also, not got an awful record in majors. Obviously, had two runners up at the Open. open. Uh, again, might quite like that kind of type of course as well. Um, no pressure either. It's yeah, sharp. playing well. If he plays well, he, he you know he's a very very good player on his day. One I don't think we have mentioned, which we perhaps should, is also Shane Lowry. Well, I know he's not British. Before anyone writes in. Um, but he's another one who did pretty well at Chambers Bay last year. He was up very there. Well, very well, yeah. And um, has played a lot on PJ Tour this year, so he's actually got a little bit more acclimatised to those kind of conditions. So I think he's probably another one to look at. I think he's for. one that would um, fit into Nick's category of being very tenacious. Um, you know, yes. if, if the tough conditions are, are there, he's going to sort of fight and grind and sort of keep in the mix. As, as you, anyone who can remember him winning at the Irish Open when he was an amateur, when it was... Yeah. Horrendous rain and winds, and yeah, he came through the wind. So um, he looks comfortable. Obviously now, also a WGC now, winner as well now. So he he's on the yeah you know, he's his next target will be a major. So yeah. I think he looked completely comfortable being in contention last year. Right. Anyway, I am now going to take hold of the mic, and we're going to do a very tricky quiz. Which I'm worried Nick's been looking at my answers <laughs> because I've I've got the smirching my good name again. Well, not not like me to do that. Um, so we're going to do it slightly different this week to how we usually do. So the guys have actually got a piece of paper in front of them. Uh, and there's going to be ten questions and you guys can play along at home um, and write these down, whether you want to uh, write it down on your phone or whatever, or on a, on a blackboard or a, yeah, whatever. And I'll uh, just go to the ten questions pretty quickly. And then we're going to swap the answers around So and everyone's going to... Going to then mark everyone else. For pub people who don't know, this is very pub quiz style, and I do a Christmas quiz uh, at the Golf Monthly Christmas lunch, and uh, this is kind of how we do it. But it's going to be ten questions in the US Open. I think at least one answer has already been said, but yeah, well, maybe it's one. It's, I will be honest with you; it's I don't think it's that easy. But it is the US Open, so I thought I've got to have a hard quiz nice. for the US Open. Like well, yes, I've just—I literally just thought <laughs> that. <out. laughs> is this format going to work on podcasts? Uh, we'll wait and see. We'll wait and see. Right. So, question one: How many US Opens have there been previous to this year? Right. I want to make sure. Actually, I've just seen a couple of things. Put your notes away. Put your notes away. Oh, David, I'm turning that bit of paper around. Nick, cheat. Shut up. <laughs> calling me a cheat. Well, you need, to be honest with you, you need to start cheating because you keep losing the quizzes. Uh, Quizmaster, is that ever or at Oakmont? Uh, no, ever before this year. Ever? At, yeah. at Oakmont? No, no not. Ever. How many US oh, Opens right. have there been? Oh. So this is the something yeah. US Open. Did I read this? <laughs> well, that, that would be it. There you go. Oh, David's, David's looking confident. Question two. How many US Opens has Oakmont Country Club hosted? Not including this one. Because this is before, so he can't have hosted it. It was past tense, I believe. Question three. What score over or under par did Angel Cabrera shoot to win the US Open in 2007, which was at Oakmont? That was the one that got lit out of the bag earlier. But who was listening? Uh, question four. The last major event Oakmont held was the 2010 Women's Open. Which American won it? Ooh, from nowhere I've put in a slight slide one. 
Now, if anyone had, I read that. If anyone yeah, was looking at their Wikipedia page, it was on there. So, mm-hmm. um, I've got at least one point. I'm happy. Yeah, don't want a bagel. You don't want to. Yeah, you don't want a bagel on it. Question five. This is my favourite question. Which what animal is seen holding a golf ball on the U.S. Open Oakmont 2016 logo? That was on the Wikipedia page as well, but I didn't look at it. So it was on the flag. What animal is seen holding a golf ball on the U.S. Open Oakmont 2016? Thank you. I'm I'm glad you. I'm glad you. Variation is good. That's been covered. (laughs) Well, yes, quite. Question six. What was Jordan Spieth's winning score last year over or under par at the US Open? Oh, and they're not sure. Can they remember? No, I haven't got a clue. Nick, are you thinking? Or I are can you? tell you it was one, one less than Dustin Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Um, question seven. In 1973, I'm sure we all remember it. In 1973, Johnny Miller shot a record low US Open round on route to winning at Oakmont. What did he shoot? So I'm looking for a number. So did he shoot 59? He didn't shoot 59, so that's a, that's a clue. But yeah. Okay, question eight. In what year did Tony Jacklin famously win the US Open? Ooh. Oh, David's looking very confident over there. He's looking really good. <laughs> I should point out at this moment in time that David was probably the only person born during... Oh, I don't... Oh, no, I was giving it away. (laughs) 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 Well done. Oh, yes, it's David's David's birthday today, and I I don't think he is... um, No. I don't think you're 46. (laughs) In fairness, I was quite a few decades out with my guess. (laughs) Oh dear! Yeah, yeah. You, your birth, yes. That's made me laugh. Question nine: Where is next year's US Open going to be played? This is really hard because I, 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 I wouldn't. Has anybody? You may have stumbled across it. Dash. Is my answer. Dash. Is that a pass? Pass. Nick is the first time venue, but I don't know what it's called. Yeah, well, that was that's unfortunately the question. So, um, yeah, I might give you half a mark if you get the state. Ooh, the state, state, because this is a, t- a tricky one. And it's also one of those words which I can hardly pronounce as well. Ooh, so, well, yeah, Ooh. there you go. That's a, I'm giving lots of clues. <laughs> no, he really doesn't. <laughs> well, my Essex twang. Uh, and question ten is how. Uh, many dollars are in the US Open prize pool this year. So the whole, every man in the field? What? Yes. Yeah. So not just for the winner, for the whole whole field. Okay. Everyone got answers? Right, swap, swap, swap around. It's the old switcheroo. Here you go. Right, okay, so uh, I'm going to go back to this. I can stop trying to hide the actual questions now, which is handy. So, question one. How many US Opens have there been in previous to this year? This is the 116th US Open, so the answer is 115. Wrong. Who got that right? No name on the paper. Who's is that? That's Davis. Davis. And anyone else? No. No. Okay. Davis all over. Have we had any comedy answers for that? No. No, you went for one, two, three. Uh, question two, how many US Opens have been uh, held at Oakmont Country Club? The answer is eight. 
Anyone get that wrong? Clean sweep. Clean sweep. Everyone got that right. Well done. Uh, what score uh, over or under part did Angel Cabrera shoot to win the US Open in 2007? It was five over. Nige, uh, Nick said that at the start. Yeah, just it? got five here. No plus or Yeah, ones. that's fine. I'll tell you. To be honest with you, that, that technically, technically, that technically is, is correct. Uh, <laughs> he said how many over. So <laughs> that was the question. I, said, I, I did say over or under. Uh, question four. The last major event um, Oakmont held was the 2010 Women's Open. Which American won it? It was Paula Creamer. Wow. Awesome. Dave, what did you... Is it you've written in Invisible Ink, this answer? I think it's a... Uh, a, a <laughs> it's called a pass. <laughs> 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 did anyone get that right? You got that right? Yeah, well done. Stacey Lewis. It wasn't Stacey Lewis. Stacey, yeah. It was Paul yeah. I just said that. Uh, what animal seen holding a golf ball on the US Open Oakmont 2016 logo is a squirrel. Squirrel. David Taylor. I see it. Yeah, Me and I went down the, um, the, the flying route. What did we have? Go ahead. The bird. Kept it as generic as possible. A bird. I went hawk. Both, both incorrect. Both it's wrong. a squirrel. If anyone hasn't seen the logo, do. The US Open always have a good logo. And they change it every year. For each yeah, keep an eye out for that. Do. It's yeah. one of my tips. Of, that's my tip. Uh, question six. What was Jordan Spieth's winning score last year? Over or under par? It was five under. How are we doing? Dave's yeah. smashing it. Dave Dave is, Dave's doing very well at the moment. Yeah. Uh, in 1973, Johnny Miller shot a record low US Open round and route to winning. What did he shoot? It was 63. David is doing very, very well. I'm looking at... There's an awful lot of ticks on there. He was most worried. In question, question eight, we already know the answer to this because David let out the bag. In what year did Tony Jackson famously win the US Open? It was 1970. Everyone did get that right, didn't <laughs> <to> you? <laughs> I was way out with that. That's a very famous one. Uh, question nine. Where is next year's US Open going to be played? It's Erin Hills in Wisconsin. No, oh, half point. Half point for Wisconsin. Oh. Nice. Eden Hill. Yeah, it's bad writing, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I, that, that, I think that's wrong. That's wrong. Yeah. That looks like Eden Mill to me Eden as well. Mill. Yeah, no, I hedge my bets again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, and questions then, how many, uh, how many dollars is in the US Open prize pool this year? It's 10 million. Ooh, nice. David Taylor, I think that's the winning point. <sighs> so, add them all up. How many did... Dave get Dave got how many out of eight ten? Eight out of ten. Eight out of ten, says Nick. It's going to be Jake. How per Jake? How many did? Who did you have? You have got. Have I you? Have you Nick, got Nick's. Nick had a, a a respectable five and a half. Five and a half, and Nick, you don't win a quiz again. If I clinched, if I clinched second with Wisconsin, though. And how much did Jake get? Very close, but. Jake only got five, so Jake comes last. So for once, you didn't come last, yeah, Nick. But usually, strong, strong research from David. <laughs> that was well done. Great, great cramming. Hats off to him. He really used his uh, his 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 wise yeah, wise years there. Exactly. Yeah. I couldn't ask when you're more. born before 1970. You <laughs> absorb lots of this knowledge. Should probably submit a written apology. Uh, yeah, I think so. I think so. That's outrageous. I think I so. 46. So um. Okay, so the last thing we're going to do, we're just going to go through and see if there's any... Everyone can come up with an individual pick from someone we haven't mentioned Ooh. so far who we think uh, is going to perhaps have a good week at the US Open. Who can we start? I've got one written down. Go for it, Jake. Um, outside the ones I've already mentioned, I think Matt Kuchar at 40 
uh, to one could be a, a good shout. He's obviously in reasonable good form the last couple of weeks, and he's quite a steady player, which I think US Open's always called for. So my outsider um, would be Matt Kuchar. Very good passer at the moment as well. So, yes, it's um, always going to help. Yeah, he has a good lot of stats at the moment. Uh, next, who, who else wants? Uh, David? I will go for Brant Snedeker. Brant Snedeker. As a bit of an outsider. Um, I think he's down at 50 to 1. Won this year very impressively earlier in the season at Farmers, the Farmers Insurance at Tory Pines. So that was a US Open connection there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just think his game on the greens, uh, I always seem to back him for every Masters. He lost me, well, every major, he lost me a lot of money. But, uh, <laughs> I just think this, is, uh, this may be his year. Yeah. Cool. Nice one. Nick. <laughs> Giggling. Um, Patrick Reed for me. <laughs> Why is it every time you pick he's the quietly, same? You pick the in, same people every time. Quietly in really good form. He's had ten top tens on the season, which leads the PGA Tour. He's first in the strokes gained around the green and thirteen in the strokes gained from tee to green. Off the top of your head, I think he's a great shout because I saw him at fifty to one somewhere, which is really really good value. Who did you pick again, Jake? Mr. Kucher. Kucher. So you've all gone. You three have all gone for Americans. Do you disagree, yeah. Tom? Have you got? I'm up going. Asleep? I've got someone up my I think Hideki Matsuyama is someone who should definitely be looked at. He is playing some incredible golf at the moment. I think he's pretty much in the top five in the world, really, at the moment. The, how much? How well he's playing? So um, he is the one that I am going to say people should have a look out for. Uh, Got if anyone's oh. going for an out-out Oh, hello. What, what a uh, shot. Nick's got Nick's got someone else. Go on. Kevin Chappell as an out-outsider. Playing well. If Probably Kevin Chappell wins, wins yeah, that is the shout. Of, that's come from nowhere. Okay, thank, thanks for that. That hasn't come from nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> on that bombshell. Let's, uh, let's leave that. Guys, thank you ever so much for being part of the podcast um, this week. For those listening, we have a dedicated US Open microsite brought to you in association with Titleist, which will be running on the Golf Monthly website for the duration of the US Open. It's going to have lots of pictures and news and blogs. Nick, you're gonna, you've already done a couple of blogs on there. I've already done a couple in advance. I'm off the Euros, unfortunately. During off the, the Euros, you're going to go and not drink any alcohol watching England versus Wales, so that should be good fun for you. Um, so if you are very much interested in everything that we've got to say about the US Open, then do check out our website and the microsite. And also, of course, all our social media channels. Thanks very much, and we'll see you again soon.